Good morning and welcome to Thursday morning, October the 8th in 2020 on Win Our Eyes. We're currently in year A, proper week 23, which is the 19th Sunday after Pentecost. And on Thursdays, we like to take a look at the New Testament epistle or like the letter text for the week. And so we're still in the book of Philippians for one more week, Philippians chapter 4, verses 1 through 9. So I'll read that passage, provide a couple points of reflection, then we'll spend some time praying along its theme. So thanks for making this party morning on Winter Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Philippians chapter 4, verses 1 through 9. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, whom I love and long for, my joy and my crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, dear friends. I plead with Yodia, and I plead with Syntyche to be the same, of the same mind in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have been contented at my side in the cause, in the cause for the gospel, along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, Put into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. This is the word of God for us. One of my favorite people in church history is St. Columba. And supposedly, whenever St. Columba of Iona hatched a lot of these uh, monastery schools, which trained people for ministry, he would give you a specific gift on your graduation day. He would give you a partner, and then they'd give you a boat, and they would put you on a river, and they would push you downstream, and they would pray that God would direct that boat, and wherever you landed, that was your new mission field. Isn't that crazy? Like, we would, we would not think that this school is on the up and up in our day and time. But St. Columba knew something about the Christian secret. The Christian secret is that a Christian... And not just a specialized person, but a, a Christian person um, has a unique relationship with God, but yet they have this incredible range in their life to be useful in a myriad of situations. And we see this reflected in the teaching of the Apostle Paul. Paul's got this interesting theological endeavor. He wants to create one community out of all nations and people groups because he believes this is what God promised Abraham in Genesis chapter 12. That one family would become one nation, and that one nation or people group, ethne, would bless all the other nations in the earth. And so if you and I want to be Christians, we need to expect that we become more at ease with more different types of people instead of more at ease with fewer types of people. Uh, we're not just a, a specialized person, but we are specialized in the common grace of God. Therefore, we can generally get along with just about anybody out there because of what God has done within us. So how can Paul do this? Uh, he's interacting with people from different people groups who've had different religious traditions and different presuppositions about life and truth and godliness and purity and customs and so on and so forth. And so he, he tries to give them a different rubric. And this is a famous passage that we find here, particularly the last part of it. And I, I call this like 
I don't know, Paul uh, being uh, the adolescent theologian, whatever, because I think sometimes late teens, mid to late teens, they say whatever <laughs> all the time. And so Paul says, whatever is true, what, so, so whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think on such things. So Paul says, instead of uh, trying to code life in a very specific way, like in our previous way of doing things, Jewish way, the Hellenistic way, the Gentile way, the Samaritan way, the Barbarian way, the Scythian way, all those things, we're, we're going, we're going to zoom back wider. And he says, I want, this is a new rubric. This is how you know God can be at work in something, something that bears witness to who God is. Here's just a couple criteria. Here's the rubric. Is it true? Is it noble? Is it right? Is it pure? Is it lovely? Is it admirable? Is it excellent or praiseworthy? These things, if, particularly if we think on these things, it nourishes our souls to grow the crop of the gospel of God. And so Paul says, this is going to equip you. This is going to allow us to be pliable for any situation and circumstance. And we will bear witness to the kingdom that's coming, uh, the kingdom that is in the midst of what God is doing in Christ as he reigns upon the earth. And so I think the prayer that I want to pray this morning is that you and I, would endeavor, that we would long to be more useful in many different rooms around many different types of people and become less partisan and more uh, like utility, like mid-infielder on a baseball team, be able to be plugged into any scenario. And as we give our hearts to God and as we give ourselves to the way of service, the way of Jesus, that we'd be useful for the kingdom. And I think some of us is important right now because we're waiting on God to call us to something, okay? And we're just waiting and waiting and waiting. And that's fine to wait and to be patient. But we could be active now preparing those soft skills for the ministry that God is going to call us to down the road. For some of us, we're leaving a leadership responsibility. We're leaving a committee or we're leaving a role. And we're wondering what's next. I want to pray for us. A big, bold prayer that we'd be useful now. And maybe this is going to be a completely different thing that we've never had experience in before. And that God calls us to do it. Now, we might push back and say, there's no way. I've never done this before. Paul says, actually, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, and so on and so forth, then you can be in the midst of that. And so God can use you in the midst of that. So I'm going to pray a bold prayer that God would make us the most flexible person and the most faithful person so that we can be applied in any room that we find ourselves in. We'll spend some time praying this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we reflect upon the generosity that you have, that you've shown us in Christ. We thank you that even though Jesus was born to a unique group of people, any of us have heard the gospel because his gospel and his love and his way has been so useful to so many different types of people. We thank you that when he was crucified, he wasn't crucified in isolation, but he was crucified in such a populous place that his sign, King of the Jews, was translated in three different languages in order for all those who would pass by to understand what was going on. We think that this is the gospel of God for the sake of the whole world. And so God, we thank you that you brought us into your worldwide family. God, we confess that we have been drawn to people that we admire only. We've been drawn only to the people that it's easier to get along with. We've been drawn uh, to the people that it's advantageous for us to be friends, uh, in friendship with. And so God, we ask for your help because we understand that the call of the Christian 
is to be a servant of all. It is to become like all that we might be able to win some, as the Apostle Paul says. And so, God, I pray that you would open up our hearts further, that you would cause a deep, profound love of God to be poured into our hearts, which causes us to renegotiate our social contract in the world around us. I pray that every face that we see, that we would see an opportunity for us to encounter our God or to encounter a person who needs to hear from our God. And so, God, this day I pray for some of us who are in waiting. We've been waiting for a clear word from you about where we should serve next. And we haven't heard much. And because of that, we've we've hung back from the crowd. And we've, uh, we've just haven't included ourselves in opportunities. God, I pray that we would be assertive today. I pray that we not to, would insert ourselves too far, but that we'd be open by the Holy, with the Holy Spirit in mind to know who we can minister to today. God, for some of us, we're transitioning out of a role that we loved, and we just knew it was time, but we don't know what's next. God, I pray that you would steer us towards the next endeavor, the next assignment that you have for us. God, some of us have been hurt. We've been hurt in our last uh, place of serving, either by things that we have done or things done to us. And we're ready to check out of the whole endeavor. We say, no, it's for somebody else. I've done my time. It's time for somebody else. But God, I thank you that you can heal and you can restore and you can equip us for the next season of service. And so God, whatever that is, I pray that you'd stir up the gifts inside of us, that you'd stoke our imaginations, that you'd allow the love of God to constrain us and to compel us to go forward to the next group of people or to the next life that you want us to love today. So Jesus, we thank you for your love. Allow us to not just to receive that love, but also to administer that love in its various forms to the world around us. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.